welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast. I am your host, Matt Cooper, and today we are joined by the two main features of Talking Wolves. We'll start with Dave as a party. Dave, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, all well, thank you. And of course, Finners. Finn, how you been keeping, son? Yeah, all good, thank you. We both had a good weekend, didn't we, down in London? So, not much to complain about. All good. I know, I know. I mean, a bit of a mixed emotions, wasn't it, last week? Um, mm. Thursday, it was, you know, doom and gloom. Sunday night it was it was it was pure ecstasy. Um but I'm sure we'll we'll I'm sure we'll come on to that today. Uh we've got loads to get through again. It's a bit of a quick fire episode as well. I feel like we've only just recorded one and there'll be coming there'll be another one coming really soon too. So as the games come thick and fast, so will the podcast. So today we'll be discussing the Arsenal game, the Spurs game, and we'll be previewing our next two fixtures. Uh there's also a little quiz again, which I won't forget mm. this time. And there's also your questions. We may even discuss some potential new chance because I know Dave's been working on a few all day, haven't you, mate? I've got one. Mate, I've got one in the bank. I really want to share it with you, but we'll save it towards the end. <laughs> okay, cool. So, lads, let's cast our minds back to Thursday, Arsenal, in the 7.45 kickoff at Molyneux. Coming into the game, Dave, I think everyone had heaped way too much pressure on the game considering there was what still 17 games left of the season yeah I think this one it was always going to be a difficult game I think but a lot of fans have probably looked at our previous fixtures since we've been back promoted we have had a decent record against Arsenal um but I think it's mainly just because it was the start of a month that could really define our season I think we just wanted to get off to a good start we wanted to make sure there was a reaction after that game against Norwich. We wanted to make sure the manager of the month curse in the Premier League wasn't a thing. Um, but yeah, I saw a lot of hype on Twitter and so on. I don't know, part of me felt a bit strange going into the game. I just didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't ex- exactly excited after, you know, our game against Norwich in the in the Cup. Um, I don't know, we weren't dreadful, were we? But we just didn't, didn't get going. And we were talking about how, you know, we could be still at Molyneux for the next two or three days and we wouldn't have scored and then we go and pop two in within like 10-15 minutes against Spurs which is typical but yeah just frustrating and like you say everyone's meant to be excited on a Friday but I think a lot of us went into work or school or whatever quite upset after after the result yeah like I didn't and I think it's been a, a bit of a common theme this season perhaps it's just a sign that we're growing up but I didn't feel like that disappointed after the game I felt like Okay, on another day we could have drawn, but I didn't feel like it was a robbery because first half in I thought Arsenal did a job on us really. Yeah, maybe we are maturing. It didn't affect me too much either, but I th- I go through cycles of that where football means. That's because you're annoyed, Jesus. Um, what was I saying? Which team am I talking about? Uh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wolves. Today, isn't it? Yeah, Wolves. Bruno was um, right yesterday against yeah. Brighton. No, <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, I was doing that yesterday actually because I captain Ronaldo on FPL, but that's the first and last time we took a United player. Uh, actually, um, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> anyway, right, Arsenal. Um, yeah. yeah, it felt it felt like a game that we've sort of seen a lot of times this season. If we concede first, we we often lose one nil, don't we? I felt like. I mean, it was a flashback to the start of the season, wasn't it? And then with Norwich fresh in the mind as well, it just felt like here we go again as soon as they scored. Obviously, it's a game that Arsenal probably felt like they'd seen a lot as well because that's four red cards, is it, in a month and a bit they'd had. Um, And I know we'll get onto that, but I cannot understand any debate about that whatsoever. But yeah, first half did a job on us, as you say. And 
we could literally, I know it's like an exaggeration, but we could literally still be there now. We wouldn't have scored. It would have been another, what, 500 crosses, if that's one of the quiz questions. Still wouldn't have scored. No, no, it's not one of the quiz questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree, mate. It's, um, I feel like we, we've had a few of those days in the office this season where it's like, well, we could have played all night and we still wouldn't have scored. But first half, Dave, I, I don't think we necessarily played. Back. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't, there's was a few sloppy passes, but... Maybe we weren't zipping the ball fast enough. I don't think we necessarily played bad. I just feel that Arsenal really did nullify us. Yeah, I don't think we tested them. First off, we didn't test them enough. Like you say, we knocked the ball around really well. Like We were getting from one end to the pitch quite quickly and some of the best passing sequences that we've seen for quite a while, to be fair. Um, but just one of, the, one of those things where I think we've been, you know, compared to right at the start of the season where we were just sort of, shooting on sight and having 20-25 shots a game. I think Bruno sort of almost coached it into them to be a little bit more cautious and make sure we've got a clear opening. So we weren't really testing Ramsdale enough in the first half. Um, and then obviously they get their goal, which I think is, is probably up for debate whether it was a foul or not. Um, it was right in front of the South Bank. From what I saw, I just expected Michael Oliver to give a foul because how often do you see the goalkeepers get mm. the benefit of the doubt there when it's like yeah. a 50-50 thing like that? And I was just like expecting him to blow the whistle, but he didn't do it. And looked at a replay, looks like Lacazette's just beat Sar to the ball, hasn't he? Um, and, they, and they get that goal in the end. But yeah, we, we knocked the ball around well, but just in, just not didn't create enough clear-cut chances. That probably wasn't just for the first half. That was throughout the whole 90, 90 minutes overall. Yeah, and I, I don't really... Remember Aaron Ramsdale being drawn into too many saves. Um, I know there was a couple from, I mean, there's one from a corner, I think, and then the Sace effort where he's yeah, on the yeah. Just on Aaron Ramsdale, he's a good looking fella, him, but especially in the flesh. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just looking at the stats now 15 shots for Wolves versus Arsenal's 12, but only four on target. So perhaps that's perhaps where, where the problem. Lay possession fifty nine percent, but I'd imagine a large, large portion and that came from the second half when Martinelli got sent off. But Finn, you touched on the sending off earlier. Um, do you do you, do you hear and, and agree with pundits who reckon Michael Oliver wanted to make a name for himself, or do you completely understand why he's done it? I'm trying to like, I'm I've tried to go over it in my own head. Is it like, is it just a subconscious bias? But a lot of people, like I've seen a lot of pundits say, oh, well, no one knew it was going to happen in the ground. Because if you hear the BT Sport commentary as well, they're like, oh, and he's going into the book there. It's like they haven't paid attention to what's just happened in the last 30 seconds. But, I mean, I've got video evidence of me literally jumping up going there and there. They're both yellow card offences. Mm. It's in the rules. So, like, I, I don't see where the argument is. I, I honestly don't. Like, I think people have tried to compare it to Raul's one, which is a little bit different, like, on Talk Sport. Yeah. Uh, a Wolves fan phoned up when Martin Keown was going, oh, it's a disgrace. It's like, come on, mate. But he said, obviously, I was praying that the Wolves fan was going to like mention Raul, mention Raul and bring that up. But it's slightly different because it's kind of like the, the whistle's been blown in between, if you know yeah. what I mean, those two offences. But it's the same sort of thing. And if you're arguing, oh, the ref should show some sort of compassion or like not apply the rules, then you've got no argument, have you? It's a, I mean, it didn't affect the game, but it's a stonewall double yellow yeah. stonewall yellow if you know what I mean. doesn't make sense two stonewall I, yellows I, I said the same thing in in the ground i was like he's got he's got to, he's got to walk here because for mm. me that they're, they're, they're two they're two separate offenses mm. it's a it's it's a shove 
And then 10 seconds later, he stopped the transition. So it's not like he's had a nibble at Pedence. Pedence has gone past him. Then he's had another nibble. They're, for mm. me, they're two, they're, they're two different fouls. So why wouldn't mm. you book him twice? But I think, I mean, we don't we don't really see it that often, Dave. Do we? I think that's probably why it was highlighted. But yeah. in terms of refereeing the game to the letter of the law, he had it absolutely spot on. But it's a consistency of these decisions is probably why it's been brought up. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I thought it was, I said at the time, like that is, I was saying it in the ground. I said that is genuinely really good refereeing. The 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 two incidences, like you've both said, are stonewall yellow cards. The first one, especially, you know, you can't. Yeah, you can't just got, push a guy over when he's taking a throw in. So. Yeah, he's trying to slow the game now, so that is a clear mm. and obvious yellow card. And then, and then obviously the second one is a clear yellow card as well. But like you say, ninety nine percent of the time you would expect a referee just to say right book in there but what anything else then you you're in trouble um but i think they were both right decisions and you you can't argue their argument was saying well he didn't know he was booked well don't do two stupid fouls don't you know in the same move what are you expecting to happen so yeah it's good refereeing and i, I don't see how anybody can have any complaints about it if for example same pedents went and Tried to take a throw and I don't know, did he shove him in like the chest or the face? Yeah, it was obviously yeah. violent conduct. So say if Pedent has gone to take a throw and stop him from taking the throw, Martin Lee shoved him. Um, he's been booked, and then Wolves have, have gone down the field, it's gone out for for another throw in, we've taken a throw in, Pedent breaks clear, and Martinelli performs the same foul on him. There's absolutely no complaints at another yellow card. So why? Oh. Because it's within the same phase. Where it's yeah. two separate incidents, is it a, is it not is it up for debate? I think it's tremendous refereeing, but because many referees don't do that, that's probably why everyone's so shocked. But you mm. know, Arsenal fans have got an agenda against Wolves and and bias refereeing decisions. I mean, they're still crying about the David Luiz sending off, which again is an absolute stone waller. He's How many times did they mention that as well on all the previews and everything? Like even when we. I think uh, they mentioned it on on AFTV. How many times we had Rob? I spoke to Robbie for two minutes, and he brought it up yeah. on on our preview as well. Yeah, I was, and, I, and I always say to him because Louise hasn't made an attempt to play the ball. He's ran behind him. If if he'd have slid behind him and tried to take the ball and completely wiped him out, he wouldn't have got sent off. But because the letter of the law says it, unless there's a genuine attempt to play the ball and your last man in the area, it's a red it's a red card. And just because he's clipped him by trying to go like that, he's not attempted to play the ball. So therefore, it's a red. Like, how fucking thick do you have to do <laughs> to, to understand that? Like, it's not it's not an agenda. And I know there's that picture of Matina, like, fist bumping the referee after the game. Yeah. That's only because he scored an absolute worldie. But, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I, thought, I thought it was great refereeing. And I think Martin Keown is a helmet anyway. So, he's just... I've heard that all, of people, though. Yeah. I'm sure... Uh... It's a bit of a tangent. When uh, years ago, when we went on tatters, John Purdy was on there, and he was in the Arsenal youth he same level. And he said, he said, Keon was the chief. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah, voice though. Probably fall asleep to that voice. Who John Purdy? Oh, Martin Keon. Uh, well, Martin Keon. <laughs> Simon Jordan doesn't get on with him at all, does he? And for me, that's kind of like a Says mark. He's a bit yeah. of a knob. Because um, mm. I, I agree, Simon Jordan could be a bit of a knob, but he's he's our like, knob. I agree with most things he said because he does he does put a bit of method behind what he's saying, whereas Martin Keown just blurts nonsense. And he's got one of those faces where he just looks like he's constantly delivering bad news. And I don't like <laughs> that in a person. Um, but yeah, it was a dis- 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 disappointing game. Uh, I think 
two players who were really criticised on Twitter and on the phone-ins after the game and listening to BBC WM, you just think we've been relegated, um, was Jimenez and Dendonka. So I think the one that we should discuss more so is, is Jimenez Finn. Didn't look anywhere or hasn't looked anywhere near the Jimenez of old, has he? Apart from no comment. No, yeah, obviously, if we'd have done this um, podcast without the, the Spurs, get like in between the Spurs game yeah. or the games with the opposite way around, I think we'd be speaking a lot differently as well in general if the games were the opposite way around. Um, because I know we're going to go on to positivity, but no, yeah, it wasn't great in that game. I can't even remember. Norwich was when Dendonka played. In the three, wasn't he? And then Trincao played the Spurs game, didn't he? It was Neves and Dendonka in midfield. Yeah. Trincao played um, the Arsenal game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. I know you mean. Yeah, yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. Um, I can't... My memories have faded. I've just got, obviously, the, the positive recent Jimenez um, actions. But, yeah, that game didn't look great. Obviously, with the amount of crosses that were coming in as well, it sort of highlighted that he's lost that aerial ability. I think there's one that he managed to connect with um, and he still hasn't scored a header since he's come back. So... That is worrying. Um, and I mean, Dendonk has never been able to really uh, head accurately. I think it's only really that Fulham one once uh, and that Adama one West in Ham. lockdown. Yeah, West yeah. Ham, yeah. Um, so, yeah, disappointing. I, I'm not going to go too far because I still think I still back him now. Now he's got a goal. It's always that cliche, isn't it? Now, <laughs> now they've both got a goal, actually. But, yeah, what wasn't their best nights. And that's all I'm going to say on that one because I love yeah, I mean, you've got to obviously separate your love affair. Like, I have to, like, even with it. It's the hard, though, mate. Thing. It's hard. I know, I know, I know. But you need to think about Yeah. Dave, what did you, what, <laughs> what did you, what did you think? Um, yeah, it, it, it was one of those. He kept drifting wide as well, which I don't dislike. But as long as you've still got somebody in the middle. But when you've got him and Ezel Pedent in a good area and Trincao's your central man, you're not expected to beat the defenders. But Ben White and Gabriel had, very good games. They just didn't let anything past them, really. Um, when Fabio came on again, he was a bit of a nuisance, but he had that one chance when he wriggled through and he should have, it was at an angle, he should have had a go. Just get any height at it, smash it towards goal and you, you score and he's tried to square it and it's gone straight to a defender. So I think it was just, it was just one of those games. Um, it was just where, you know, you could try everything and, and nothing was going to happen. But you know what? I, I remember, you know, uh, just after we'd, um, got knocked out of the Europa League. We did a podcast, Matt, me and you. And I said at the time, I said, because Nuno went on this spiel about how he wanted to change things. And we drew a lot of yeah. games that season, remember? And we dropped points. And I said, look, as long as it, I don't mind us losing more games as long as we're winning more games. I think on Wednesday, if you asked most Wolves fans, they said that they would have taken two points from these games. Mm -hmm. Yes, we've lost one, but we've also won one and we've come away with three points from there. So I think, you know, there's, there's definitely positives to take out of the... The, the two games we learned from the Arsenal game and you know we've still got two three four key players injured and we've gone to Spurs and got a good win as well which I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about yeah it's and to be fair Dave you've been very I've, I've been critical in the group chat of, of, of Jimenez and you you've always been kind of supportive no, look, of it. look I if, if he was getting clear cut opportunities and missing them then I get it but he hasn't and you saw it on yeah okay Spurs again we'll talk about it more in a sec Spurs he had a good chance that Kundal put on a plate for him where I think he's got to do better but you see the first time he's in and around the box and gets a clear chance to score he puts it in the back of the net against Spurs so he's just not getting the service if you show me his, his XG 
and it's like five, well, it's like 10, 11, and he's only scored three goals. Then we've got an issue, but it's not. So I think that the service is still the issue. And we saw that against Arsenal. It wasn't like he was getting chances put on a plate for him. And I know it's not all about that. You know, he's got to still get into the right areas. But I think mm. the service side of things is is a huge part of it. What do you think his XG is? Just out of interest. Was that one of the quiz questions? No, it isn't, but uh, I've got it here. How many has he got? That... Four. Has, he, has he got four goals or five? Yeah, he's got five, five, goals. five goals and two assists. 4.5? Uh, can we do? Can we get? Yeah, go. Who's closest? I'm gonna yeah. say five point two. Finn's closest. Four point nine. So he's over bang on, though, isn't it? So it's my bang striker. But he has got the. I mean, by far and away, the highest expected goals. Yeah. Um, I mean, that who, shows who's the state of our team. Who's the second top scorer? Is it Huang? I mean, Huang. still Huang. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's got four goals. His XG is 2.2. So he's quite wow. a bit. One of them was on the line as well. He tapped it in on the line. That should have been like 9.9 yeah. <laughs> probably as well. Give yeah. some credit. Someone like. else got four. No. Martinez got maybe? two. It all comps. It yeah, just yeah, looking yeah, at Premier League. Comp, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. asked about their Mickey Mouse cups. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a, a disappointing one. But I think the biggest disappointment of the evening was our bet mate results. Oh, my um, God. Absolute champ. I came into this free game, which how many people played? There's over 200 people, wasn't it, Dave? Which is a fantastic yeah, response. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal so for our first game. Thank you very much game. everyone who, who joined that game. And um, I'll go through, the, go through the winners in a minute. But uh, Dave has a party finished 67th in the league with 39 points, um, which isn't a fantastic return, is it, Dave? I'm just having a look at your team now. And uh, your top scorer was Lacazette, as your vice captain. You had 12 points. But I had an absolute stinker. So I finished 98th. Yeah. And I don't know, because I okay, I was like, oh, yeah, the method, I mean, the last podcast, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm, I'm playing him here because I think he's going to get loads of tackles. And it was, it was an absolute shambles. But big congratulations to Jack Lever 7, who finished top of the league on 55 points, who won 25 quid, which is an all right return, really, considering he spent... Free game, yeah. 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 Um, and he even had Martinelli, who had minus one point. I think that's just like gloating, really, isn't it? He's got Martinelli. That was my excuse. I didn't win because of Martinelli. So thanks for that, mate. Finn, where, yeah. Finn, where did you finish? I was just trying to check it now, but uh, my Did wife was to... trying to handle a, yeah, a oh, podcast okay. on this. It's uh, not yeah. enjoying it. but Because uh, Jack, Jack Lever's seven. He had Ramsdale in goal, Gabriel, who scored, Semedo, Neves, Partey, Lacazette, and Martinelli. So listen. Um, what was his username? Sorry, Jack Lever Seven. Yeah, he finished second in the uh, Spurs Wolves Talking Wolves game as well. He's quids in, mate. He's he paid three quid. Bet and mate, if you're listening, ban him. Fifty-three pound already. <laughs> Absolute joke. I bet he's. Uh, uh, yeah. he better, no, he better fifty-eight be... quid. He's won already. A three quid. He's paid. Absolute shambles. He did we be say involved. there was two hundred people? I think over two hundred. Yeah, yeah, two hundred oh, people. No, yeah. Where did you finish? 195th. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you have in your team? What? Vice Captain Martinelli. <laughs> oh, um, Who did you have in yeah, your uh, team? <laughs> <laughs> I got. I had Ramsdale on my bench for nine, but I played Saar for two. You can't like swap it after the game, can you? You know, yeah. No, you yeah. can't. It's like, been just what? before, right up until kickoff, though. Yeah. You can. So I, I think I made one or two changes. I did. So. 
Yeah, because yeah, I think Lacazette yeah. and Ramsdale on my bench got more than my entire team. But saying that, uh, there was two free games on 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 the first week of the Talking Wolves. So we had the Arsenal Wolves game. Like I said, I think it was bang on two hundred joined. I joined the Liverpool Leicester game and finished fourth, so I won a tenner. Yeah, so, I finished fifteenth in that. Yeah, I, I mean we'll we'll go on to the Tottenham game in a second, but I, I had to go on um, one of the three pm kickoffs as well. It was I think there was like three games. And for like yeah. 60 minutes, I was like third or fourth. I messaged you saying the arm out and quids in here. Ended yeah. up finishing seventh. Like, <laughs> yes. that's all the prize. But I was fucking fuming. Yeah. Um, but anyway, lads, moving on to Sunday in the capital. Do love a trip to London for the footer, especially when you win. What a start day to the game. I could not believe it in that way end. Simply could not believe it. And, uh, I, I was gutted, man. Obviously, you, you know the situation. I wish you could have gone, but for one reason or another, I couldn't make it. And I don't hate watching them. I think I said it a few pods. Ago. I hate watching them on TV. Um, I'm not going to explain how I was able to watch it on a television. I don't think it was on uh, TV, Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dave you know what? Yeah, because he sold his ticket for, was it like 90 quid you sold to another one? Yeah, that was it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice one, Vinnie Clark's viewing. Um, <laughs> yeah. What? But like watching it and like obviously the oh, I was just like what are Spurs doing and Jimenez like we've been saying puts it in the back and then I'm like we've scored after five minutes here I'm waiting for VAR or something to say this isn't meant to happen or you know, I was just couldn't believe it um but like and, and even the obviously the team that when it came out you know I was like Kundal starting midfield three as well I like, really expecting to see maybe like Trinkau on the side again or whatever so I was really you know intrigued to see how that went but. Yeah, when we took the lead and then scored again so soon after, I was like rubbing my eyes. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't couldn't score in a brothel on the oh, Thursday. I was going away, mate. I went to go 2-0 up. I know. Absolute. Could not believe it. I, but I just, but just took took advantage of their weaknesses. Dreadful defending for both goals. Like, I don't know what Lloris is doing for both of them. But like, I don't know if you lot have seen the screenshot. I, just, I think it's the second goal when Dendonka taps it in. Up. And they've just got five players just on the edge of the box, just stood watching. Mm. So, I, I said this, I said it, to, I think I said it to you, Dave. I was like, and, and you also agreed that you can see lots how Spurs hurt teams, but none of them want to sh- put a shift in. Like, none of them work. Like, I, I thought their best player was Bentacore. Um, yeah, he's good. I thought, yeah, I thought good. He, he mopped up really well, but in your, if you're holding midfielders that they're your best player and you've got Son on the pitch, Kane on the pitch, they brought Kulisevsky on. Right. They 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 split our defence a couple of times yeah. and they, I don't know what they were doing. Their composure was all over the place. Um, but I, I yeah, as a team we played really really well. The game plan again by Bruno just down to a fine art really. Because mm, I I looked at a, a thread on Twitter, uh, some tactical thread. If you if you go onto my Twitter account in Cooper Rights, I, I think I quote tweeted it saying like, love a bit of analysis like this. Um, and it was essentially Wolf starting as a five two three, which let and I'm just having a look at the thread now. So Wolves encourage Ben Davis to step forward with the ball and dropped into a 5-3-2. Um, and often Ben Davis didn't track back, which left them overexposed. And, and we, we we were one pass away from getting in multiple, multiple times. But Finn, that first half, if it had gone in four or five nil up, you wouldn't have batted an eyelid, would you? The amount of chances we had. No, yeah, there was another one as well that was terrible defending as, as much as it was us playing well as well. I can't remember... Um... Who even had the chance where we nearly... nearly Dent had a chance, time. maybe. Yeah, Dent had a chance. Yeah. had a chance as well on the edge. Jimenez, yeah. yeah. Yeah, first off, it was that disbelief. It was like that sort of... You know when you cheer in like a higher pitch 
when it's like, oh my god, is this actually? You know, when you like score yeah. a goal against Burnley, it's like, yeah, but it was like, yeah, like proper high. But uh, Matt but Cooper no, versus Besiktas at Molly. Woo! But no, I I agree with all of that really. So much so that we made him was it change? Well, change their complete sort of formation. That was crazy, after wasn't it? Twenty-eight minutes, yeah. No. Um, still better than Neves though. Uh, Ryan Sessegnon getting hooked after 28 minutes. <laughs> still, still really. 13 year old Ryan Sessegnon. Mental out as an age. <laughs> Mate, honestly, I, I still haven't got over it. Bless him as well. Neves was robbed, but no. yeah, I think I'd probably rather be in his position. Um, can't remember what you asked me, but there you go. Sessegnon's four or five nil up at half time. He wouldn't have battered him. That's the one. Yeah, I think it did sort of stunt, uh, joking apart, that change did sort of stunt the. Uh, the exploitation that we were doing. And it must be really embarrassing, must it? Can you imagine like being targeted tactically? Like, you know, when they're like, right, let Sanchez have the ball or right, let Ben Davis yeah. come at us because we don't reckon you're good enough. It must be really embarrassing, but we exploited it well. Because Harry Winks was always like pushing up as well. And mm. often, more often than not, was playing on the same side as Davey. So we just we just absolutely ran through them. Um, but Dave, you mentioned Kundal starting. First Premier League, well, first Premier League start for, I think it's his first <clears> start. <throat> isn't it? I don't think he started a game before. Um, no. Pretty much, you think, bloody hell, like, thrown into the deep end. But I thought, I thought he did well, mate. I thought he did well. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like the Totti Gomez one. It's yeah. like the debut or the games weren't outstanding and he played pretty fairly safe. But at the same time, he did put a foot wrong. And I, I know it's probably, you know, He's arguably had tougher. Uh, this is probably a tougher game than some of the ones Totti had. To be fair to to Kundal, um, but he's another football manager reference for you. I thought he played a little bit like a Carolero on Sunday, just a oh, midfielder drifting into those wide areas because yeah, Aguero was pushing quite high at times. They because I, I, up in the wide areas were they? At no, all? no. Mm. Well, when I saw it, and I thought, right, because I've seen him play out wide uh, for the twenty threes. I've seen him play like quite attacking, like as almost as a number ten. I thought, right, he, he could be the one that's going to sort of sit in between them. And, and maybe when we attack, he might switch to a winger and Pedence on the mm. side. But it was almost quite, you know, different to that, really. I thought he was a lot more defensive-minded than I thought. Like I said, when Aitnori was pushing forward, he almost drifted into that left wing-back spot and just covered it really, really well. And for a lad that, um, you know, I hadn't really had much Premier League football, if any, before, I felt like he looked obviously looked fearless. You know, he was getting into good 50-50s. Um, and obviously put that chance for Jimenez on a plate as well in the second half. Imagine if Jimenez put that away. Obviously for Jimenez's confidence, yeah. also for Kundal to get an assist on his Premier League debut at Spurs to go 3-0 up, that would have been unbelievable. So I think he was quite unlucky there, but a really solid debut. And it'll be interesting, you know, there's been quotes that have come out today regarding how much Bruno likes him and he didn't want to sign a central midfielder because of that. Um, I don't know how true that is, but... It'll be interesting to see if he can keep his place and how many more minutes he's going to get this season. Mm, definitely, I thought it was. I thought it was a good performance, a good, a good debut. And but you could almost tell it was like the occasion was getting to him, not in a bad way. But like he would press anything that moved. He would like he'd be here, there, and everywhere. It was and, fearless, wasn't it? It was a yeah, yeah. fearless it was like performance. Adrenaline carried him through twenty minutes, and then he went down mm. with cramp. Which <laughs> well, have you? By the way, have you seen that uh, that athletic article today about Southampton? No. They said in about half of their games this season, bang on half, between the 60 and 70th minute, a player has gone down with cramp or injured yeah. and the players go and have like an energy drink. But like 60 and 70th minute, half, 50% of their games, it's happened. Mad. Uh, yeah, tactical. I always notice with Burnley, 
they always go down with cramp when they know they're about to get subbed. They always do it against Wolves if yeah. you know when we play Burnley again. We do that as well. Cadenz kept doing it loads in he on Sunday. Mate, you see Jimenez as well. Jimenez, when Jimenez got subbed off, he was right on the far like touchline where the throw-in was going to be taken. He saw that nine went up. So like sprinted through. into the centre circle. So he was in the middle and then walked <laughs> off. It was like unbelievable stuff. Another thing as well, we know when like, the pressure's building, it's like wave after wave after wave of attack. As soon as the ball goes out, someone goes down. It does, it lets you, get you a breather, lets mm. you set and kind of take stock. And I thought we did that again brilliantly. We've, we, we've had it done to us so many times over the years. And even this season with Brentford. And I know fans don't like it and it's, oh, get up, but I don't care. You could go and kick my granny if we win. I don't care. Like, <laughs> football is about winning. You have to master the dark arts. And we've been too nicey-nicey over the years. And now I finally feel like we're doing it. Mm. Um, which is probably one of the contributing factors as to why we're doing so well as well. Um, but Jose Sarr made a couple of great saves as well. Kept kept them at bay. Harry Kane one-on-one. The Romero header off the corner. Don't know what he was doing in the latter stages of the game, trying to chest the ball down. I told you, he's mate. He's trying he to tie yeah. he has one every game where he just yeah, like, he does drop a bollock, doesn't he? <laughs> um, but I thought again, Neves, Neves was absolutely tremendous. The wing backs too, say, um, Tomato and Eight Nori, unbelievable. But um, I didn't realise how good of a performance this player had until the highlight reel came out. But Max Kilman. He had a shitter against Arsenal and Bruno come out and said the same, but he was unbelievable, wasn't he, Dave? Yeah, phenomenal. Again, I, I feel similar to you. I, knew, I know he had a good game, but then watching somebody put all his clips together on Twitter and it's just like 50-50s versus Son and he's playing like it's a non-league forward. He's against like the way he's just, you know, doing step-overs and blitzing past him, the way he's bringing the ball forward. I looked at his um his stats the other day because you know I needed to give him a bit of an upgrade on football manager, but like he's dribbling. I think in terms of progressive dribbles, like it's one of the best he's one of the best defenders in the top European leagues this yeah. season. Like it's just just ridiculous. Like he's been so solid and like I agree, like there have been a couple of games since the turn of the year that I'm thinking, like even Norwich, I thought like at times his positioning was a little bit off, but my word. Against Spurs, like I know they're a bit of a meme, but They've got Son and Kane, who arguably two of the best attackers in the league. He made it look absolutely easy. And again, that if it's it, it, sorry, if it's games like Southgate are watching, you know he's got to be getting called up, called up for the next international break. Especially other players like Mings and stuff. Like he's probably not going to be a dual five starter because they play a four. But if you're playing a back five, you, there's an argument that Cody and Kilman play. Second best defense in the league. Yeah. You know why? Why would you not like? What's the point? We're picking players like Mings who've dropped every time I look at Aston Villa's highlights. Mings is a reason for them conceding a goal. Yeah. So Kilman, that, that you, if you've got like you know City's defense, I don't know who's playing more regularly. I'd assume Laporte and Diaz. They're the best defense in the league. Maybe a little bit of John Stones in there as well. And then it's Wolves. So you've got to be looking at that. You've got mm. to be looking at Wolves. Yeah. I'd... I've, that, that recovery tackle he made as well on Son, as he's like, yeah. I don't know if he's got a wrong side of him, I can't remember now, but it's like a bit of a reverse pass and it's cut, it's cut us open and Son's through on goal and he just comes and sweeps the ball away. Really almost like, a, was he a Maldini who used to like slide and then like he used to hook his leg? Oh, this was perfect. He did that against Brentford, didn't he? And he bottled yeah. it, uh, you know, at home. And uh, yeah. that's what I thought was going to happen again. But yeah, he did it perfectly. So, yeah. One thing he's very good at as well, like, I mean, he's not the most athletic of blokes and he, he doesn't really get off the ground. But 
what he can do with the ball at his feet, he shifts the ball so quickly and he's deceptively quick and like twin that with his size. That's how he just, you know, when he like Son, he's, he's done mm-hmm. him and he's just gone past him because he, well, yeah. he's quick and he's size and monster. Yeah, in a 50-50, you're just going to bounce off him. You ain't going to beat yeah. him when he's in full stride. But I think a player that we've got to give a bit of respect to is Den Donker as well. Yes. Um, obviously, yes. got his goal, had a lot of stick. And then people that were giving him stick are saying, well, you know, it's only one performance. I'm, I'm, I'm entitled to still give him stick. And I thought, yeah, but like, let's just, you know, let's lay off him a little yeah. bit. Like I said on the last podcast, I said, you know, it, he made the right runs and it's just at times his end product. You could see, you know, there's people saying he's not even a Premier League football. Don't be daft. Come on. Like, you know, his movement and everything, you know, he's bang. It was bang on. Um, and like right place, right time again. Great. You know, not a great goal, but you know what I mean? On Sunday, you know, right place, right time. And again, a big part to why Spurs mm. didn't, didn't score any goals and a big part to why we got three points on Sunday. Yeah. Finn, then Donka. Yeah. Well, all the stiff players are getting a, a mention here, aren't they? I thought Ruddy was brilliant on the bench as well. Um, Tony <laughs> Roberts coming out was brilliant. <laughs> 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 Respectful. <laughs> I was after 18 minutes. Um, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I rubbed his hands together. I said, I was fucking rubbing something else together in the box. <laughs> I can't believe it. DC oh, Hobbit. Good. Um, yeah, yeah, I said on WM last night, and Daz gave me a phone. Daz, I, I, I said, like, I've given Den Duncan loads of stick, but I think it's important when you are giving someone stick and then they perform well. It's not, well, it's fucking one game, so you know, mm. why not? Day yeah. Michael Summer does it like he, he had a he, he had a good game, and let's hope he can, he can build on that. Um, but even lot like, substitutions, like Silver came on. Probably held the ball up better than Jimenez did. <laughs> like he did against United, I remember. Yeah, yeah. United, he come on and he, he was unbelievable at stuff like that. And I think, like, you know, because yeah. he's balked out a little bit. He's a cool, clever player with that. But the, the subs in general, like, he's gone and done free attacking changes. Well, yeah, Wang did well. Like, he he, he brought us in injury time. I reckon a good couple of minutes by his, his positional play and turning away from players and drawing fouls. Similar to mm. how Neto did in the last game we beat in 3-2. When the fans mm. were there, you know, you brought him on, and he just went a lot yeah. of amazing runs. Yeah. Even mm. Trinko, like not making geezers for fun, like he could not make a mermaid. That bloke, he's a joke. <laughs> um, but again, let's talk about the bet, mate, because I came into this having having an absolute stinker against Arsenal, thinking, okay, you know, we go again. Uh, this one was three pounds to enter, prize pot of one hundred and fifty pound. Dave, where did you come, mate? So I, I, I went with a different approach this game. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go in a bit more Spurs heavy because I think I went two I'm Wolves right. heavy in the Arsenal one. So I thought, I'll go Spurs heavy. And someone said to me, oh, you got a lot of uh, faith in this. And I thought, well, no, it's a win-win. Because if Spurs do well and win, I might win a bit of money and bet on bet, mate. But if Wolves win, I don't care. Um, so I finished 19th. Should I think about mm-hmm. mid-table, was it, in the end? It's out of 49 yeah. players, so more than mid-table. Oh, I finished, oh, finished yeah. 36th. I'm... I'm Slowly oh, coming to the conclusion that this game isn't for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I, I went quite Spurs heavy. I went with Son and Kane up top and Voice and Captain both of them. So, it's it, it, it wasn't great. I had Larice in goal as well. He was chucking them in for fun. Um, the, the guy that won, obviously, it was a guy called Matt. He won the 60 quid. I thought at first it was you. And I was like, no, surely not. Well, he won <laughs> 60 quid. And I kept my eye on Twitter throughout the afternoon. And he'd, uh, he'd tweeted us. Yeah. And I was just, uh, 
I think he, I'm going to just quickly get his team up here. I've where... got the team here. So it was, he had Jose yeah. Sar in goal on 17 points, Samedo, eight points, Sace, captain, 16 points. Wow. Pedence, seven and a half points. Kundal, which he started with. Love that. Kundal, five points. Jimenez, 10. And Kane, two. So he he ended up winning 60 quid and he, and he won it by three and a half points, which is which is really it's close. It's quite really. a lot, really. Yeah, because yeah, most of like, the, the instances are like a point and a half, one point, one point, one point, the difference. And he's absolutely stormed the league. So congratulations to Matt. Um, and then Jake Levers in second again. Yeah, he, I mean, he's this, making this, a killing. He's loving he this, is, isn't he? he? Is. I mean, he's done well after two games. I don't know if he's a listener or just a bet my ultra, but either way, he's doing bits so far. Yeah, fair play to him. But a bad day in the office of Talking Wolves again. I know we 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 worked <laughs> when we introduced his partnership last week. It was, you know, come and ply your wits against me and Dave because me and Dave know our stuff. But turns out we ain't got a Scooby really. Yeah, and uh, well. Obviously, I'll make sure I leave a link in the top of the description. We may as well introduce the Leicester game, I think, Matt, if you if you want to. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, go on. Well, we'll we'll, we'll preview the, the Leicester game, but I think now we're talking about bet, mate. We might as well talk about our teams and our selections. So I'll start with mine. Um, so this game is it's live now. If you want to click the link and you can you can get in there and, and it's three pounds to join. Um, minimum payout is one hundred and fifty pounds. So you know. You have a good week like Jack Levers has. Well, that, that's that's a minimum part. So that's for if we get fifty players, I think. So if there's any more than fifty players, the payout goes up every time. So that minimum that's going to be given out is 150 quid. But if we get over 50 players, there'll be more. And um, yeah. but yeah, if you win again, if you finish top, you'll get at least 60 quid, which again, so, three quid is no brainer in it. Not bad returns really for picking six players, but as we found <laughs> out quite recently, it's quite the mammoth task. Um, so I've gone with Jose Sarr in goal. Can't see us conceding, less than nah. shot. Yeah. Um, eight, <laughs> eight Nuri and Tomato, absolute attack on the wing-backs. Neves in the middle, because I think he's the only one who I could say he will start. Because if Martinho's mm-hmm. back, I'm not sure if he'd play two, three, etc. Um and I'm not convinced I'll be sober enough to change him out because I've got mates coming down for this game. Then I've gone with Tillemans in the middle. Um, I, I really yeah. like Tillemans. I think he's a great player. I was going to go with Madison, but I think Tillemans is a bit more combative. So a few more tackles in there, which is why I swayed that. And then up top, I've got Jimenez captain and Pats and Daka. Dave, who have you gone our, with? Our teams are very similar. The only difference I've got, so I've got Siren Goal, I've got Pereira ahead of, who did you have? I've got Pereira and Aitnori. You had Samedo. So I've got Pereira, Pereira ahead of Samedo. I've gone. Um, I've got Neves and Tillemans in the middle and then Jimenez and Dakar up top. Captain choice is probably to be decided still. Um, and obviously a few last minute changes if the lineups change. So that's what you got to be. Ca- I think the guys that won, the Spurs, like, um, what was his name? Matt that won the Spurs one. Yeah. Look, he wouldn't have picked Kundal if he didn't know he was starting. So I think you've got to be on the ball once the teams come out, have another look and revise your team, which is a bit difficult if you're at Molyneux and the signal's a bit ropey. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. The last game it was at half-time, it was like text a certain number to uh, donate to the uh, the Wolves Foundation. Yeah, feed the it? pack or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, they're joking. Like, <laughs> no <laughs> one gets signally Molyneux. Like, absolutely no one. You want to get like a couple of texts from the press box, but... I did think that when I put that on the board. It's, it's terrible, isn't it? Hasn't the Wolves app got um, Wi-Fi? Uh, not, a, not a Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I think you have to join the app and you can only use the app for the Wi-Fi. So mm-hmm. you can't like go and browse the internet. You have to just 
use it, whatever. So, um, Finn's internet, he's had a power cut, so Finn is now off the podcast, which makes the quiz a little bit more interesting. I reckon you might win this one. hope so. <laughs> so, Leicester on Sunday. I, I don't want to jinx it, but I've got a good feeling we're going to get the three points, though. Yeah, I mean, they're a good team. They've been on and off, haven't they? Obviously, they're, they're playing. They're I think gash, they're mate. Yeah, there you go. So once I like to call Spurs gash as well. So Spurs are gash. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they've dropped to the Conference League now, haven't they? Their options, I think they've got a couple of injuries. I think Vardy's still got a long-term injury. Their defence has been all over the place this year. So I don't think they've had like any consistency with their lineups. I think Rogers is struggling a little bit. Watched them in the FA Cup against Forest a couple of weeks ago and they were awful. So you just don't know who's going to turn up. I don't want to write them off completely because they have got good players. You know, Schmeichel's a good keeper. They've got some good defenders. Cool. Um, like you said, Tillemans. They've got some good players, but they're not the Leicester City that I think a lot of us expected to see at the start of the season. Even when we played them at the King Power, they, I know they beat us 1-0, but I felt we were much better than them on the day. So I don't know. I don't want to write them off completely, but I've got a feeling, you know, if, if we can get a win here, you know, we've got, what, three games left this month. This is probably the most winnable out of the three, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, if it, if we do beat Leicester on Sunday, which I think I think we will, I've I've not really, really been in, really been in that impressed when we played them the past few seasons, and we've been really unlucky with decisions. And you know, I remember the VAR against Dendonka, the the handball, hand or against Bolly. Oh remember. wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's, it was a farce, um, varsical, if you were. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think I think we can beat them. I really I, I really do, and I, I just hope that it's given a bit. Of, it's given him and as a bit of a platform to be like you know he's he's took his goal well. It wasn't a a tapping. It's a it's a you know it's it's a well taken goal. It should give him a bit of confidence to maybe maybe do the same because I think those Leicester centre halves are there to be got. I think Soyuncu is absolutely dreadful. Vestergaard mm. isn't great either. I'm not sure that for I think Fafana's back, but I don't think he's he'll he'll be starting. Yeah, um, so they're there to be got, mate. They should be worried about us more than we're we're worried about them. I know it's famous last words, but especially at Molyneux. Yeah. yeah, if we do beat Leicester on Sunday, mate, we've got West Ham and Arsenal left. West Ham away, Arsenal away. How many how many points would you be happy with from that West Ham and Arsenal fixture running? Say we won. So how many points do you want for the next three? Take six, I think. We take six. Yeah, because that would be out of the nine, right? Six, nine, nine out of the fifteen. Is it possible if it, out of this month, which I think a lot of people would have taken at the start of the month? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good return. I mean, I saw someone on on um, Twitter say earlier, like we just need nine more wins for Champions League. I was like, yeah. imagine nine. if we get it though. If we get top four, if we get top four. Our goal scored. I think Finn was it Finn that sent a stat the other day about the amount of goals we've scored. It is going to be by far the lowest amount that that anyone has scored. Chelsea was the other weren't they for like European for Champions League and like and we're like fifty odd goals. Yeah, and we're like well away from that. So be interesting. Can, we ain't going to get Champions League football, mate. Like it's it, it's not going to happen. I'd be I'd be made up with the Conference League. I genuinely would be made up with that. Just want to get into Europe, mate. I'm, yeah. I'm the same. I think there's too many at the moment. There's too many teams ahead of us, and we've got to rely on too many results to get top four. But um, who knows, mate? Because with the the EFL Cup, 
the, the winners, you'd like to think that Liverpool and Chelsea are going to finish in the top four. Yeah, or top five. Will, yeah, yeah. So then that place gets pushed Top's up. Down. And then you'd like to think someone from the FA Cup would already have qualified for Europe. So does that mean the conference place would be eighth? Possibly seventh or eighth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eighth, And then Europa Probably League eighth. seventh. Or, or Europa League sixth and Conference League seventh. Well, there's no reason why we can't finish seventh with the... Should finish with, top seven, yeah. Yeah, got to, have to from, from now. I feel like... I said this on, on BBC the other day. It's, I feel like we're overachieving, but we'd, we'd be disappointed at the end of the season if we're not qualified for Europe. Like, it's weird. It, it's mm. weird. Like, it, it really is it's a strange time, but it, it's an exciting time. And I don't think... People saying saying overachieving is kind of like a little bit of a discredit to Bruno, but like I think if anything, it's a compliment. Look at how yeah. we played last season with essentially the same crop of players. He's come in playing the same formation, but completely sweeps away the, the system and how we play. And given he's given Matinho six or seven years, it's ridiculous, which is a bit concerning that they're not going to offer him a new contract, but perhaps they want to. A complete refit in the summer, but yeah, it's gonna be an interesting end, isn't it, mate? It's gonna be an interesting yeah. end the season, and I just hope. And I've said this every week. I hope it's not gonna be well. Imagine if they backed him, where would where would we have been? Mm. Um, but I agree. That's the Leicester game. We can't really do a quiz without Finn, but I'm gonna ask you the questions anyway, mate, because I know the last time people were playing at home, um, and these these questions are from the the Spurs game. Um, it's a quiz that you you are obviously you're going to win, so you can put that on your mantle face <laughs> when you get off here. Um, so, um, Wolf Spurs, who had the highest XG out of both teams or just Wolves? Both teams, so not player with the, who had the highest. Oh, which XG? team? All Spurs, yeah. Oh. Um, I'd say Wolves. Yeah, it's Spurs, 1.6, and Wolves had next year, 1.3. Because I think, like, the... the Jimenez chance is probably quite low, you know, probably lower than yeah, I expect. Yeah, but been better. The, the one where he's on the edge of the box, he drives it, it, a good save from Lloris, that would have been high XG. His actual goal would have been high XG, because it was, like, 16 yards mm. out, 17 yards out. So, mm. yeah, Wolves. Uh, that, Spurs, yeah. sorry, 1.6 to 1.3. Um, who had the most touches for Wolves? Touches Kilman Sace 71. That's it. Yeah, great start, by the way. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you get zero out of five, you don't win the quiz, mate. I'm afraid. (laughs) Um, total distances carried, so that can be forwards, backwards, left, right. They're not, doesn't have to be progressive dribbles. What team? No, which player? Who had the total distance? Oh, Samada. It wasn't, mate. It was Max Kilman, 228 yards. I thought, I thought it was. It's too obvious, sir. Who made um, the most progressive dribbles in yards? So a dribble towards the opposition's goal. I was shocked at this. Shocked. Mm. Neves. Yeah. Yeah, forty-two yards. Yeah, he was second for total distance carries, two hundred and twenty-one wow. yards, only seven yards between him and Kilman. Yeah, and this one is one that shocked shocked me the most, and I think ties in with what we've just said about the player too. So, 
Who made the most passes whilst under pressure from an opponent? Luke Kundal. Then Donker. Is it? Here comes yeah, Den Donker. Wonder and Samayla <laughs> were seventh. So I think that kind of just wraps up Den Donker's performance, really. Been out of yeah. sorts, but come in, did a really good job. And really good to see him on the score sheet. Right. Agreed. Um, I don't think Finn's going to be coming back, mate. So let's crack on with the questions. I'll just get them up now. Thanks for uh, sending in questions this week. We've had quite a few on Twitter. We might talk about chance as well. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Um, Sam Beakin has um, sent in a question. Good lad, Sam. Contribute to Talking Walls. If you've not seen any of his articles, make sure you go and check him out. Really talented writer. And just a, just a genuinely nice kid as well, which is always a positive. Thoughts on a Neves and Kundal partnership with Matinho isn't available? Not yet. Not yet, I don't think. Mm. Too early to say, I think. I've not seen it, not seen enough of him to to say yes or no. So, yeah, not, not for me yet. I'm the same. I'd probably want to see him in a bit of a three as well, just to protect him a bit better. Um, but Bruno obviously writes him. He obviously mm. writes him, chuck him in there. So we never know. I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I, would not be I can't pin him down it. to say what type of player he is yet. Even Matt, I don't yeah. know. I don't think it's seen enough of him. Like I said, for the 23s, I've seen him in like a roaming sort of playmaker role and, and pushing out wide. Whereas that the game against Spurs was almost not opposite of that because he like I said he liked to drift wide but he sat quite deep I, I thought quite safe that might have just been our overall approach but um, yeah I can't quite pinpoint his exact role and style of players of yet yeah so for me to say yes or no would be quite no quite I, I, harsh. I completely agree mate uh, Jack has asked where do you rank Jose Sarr against other keepers in the Prem I mean if you look at his actual stats he's he's, he's a cheat code. Current form, he's up there, and he got yeah. the top three, four. I still think there's flaws to his games, though. Like his distribution's a little bit hit and miss. He's got. I don't dislike his distribution. He no, likes to move the ball quickly. Sometimes it's a like for every like. I think he's got a clangor or two in him, though, isn't he? Yeah, but I think like he's he, he mental, and like he can tell he's a madman. And I think with that kind of temperament, you're always going to get that. But you know he's going to go put his anywhere it hurts with that temperament. So it's kind of you kind of take the rough from this with the smooth, don't you? But I feel I feel safer with him in goal than I did with Patricio. So yeah, I really like Patricio, but I don't know. There's if a ball getting pumped into the box, I almost no Sars going to come out of it. Sometimes Patricio just like to hug his line a bit too much, didn't he? I, I think a good kind of like yardstick for this as well is my dad, because um, every yeah. keeper he's he's I used to be a coach, goalkeeper coach, like, like professional. He he's so critical of every single goalkeeper that Wolves have ever had. Patricio, he said he was absolute rubbish. Couldn't believe he was a professional. <laughs> he's a proper Yadar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rich every week, he's like, unbelievable. He's wonderful. He's a great keeper. He's one of the best. So, for me, That's I'm visible. like, if Big Merv's giving the seal of approval, oh, then... He's got the seal of approval. Um, Richard Fletcher has asked what should Wolves do with Neves to avoid another Adama scenario except he goes this summer for a greater price or getting to stay longer with a risk of him going for a lesser fee or even worse for free got to tie him down to a new contract but he's got to show that ambition as well I think we've got well there's a couple of factors you know he's got to sign a new deal this summer but the way we do that is either we get European football this summer or we say to him, look, we've got a kitty of £100 million. Give us a year. 
to sort it out or give us till January and we'll see where we're at. Mm. Um, I think, you know, current current form, you know, this summer we could still be demanding 65, 70 million at least, I think, I, I feel. Um, but yeah, be interesting to see. But we've got to, this, this is the summer, we've got to pin him down. We've got yep. to sit him down and say, do you want to stay at this club? Which is indicating he does. Um, and if we can pin him down this year, he knows he's the future. He knows he's adored. He knows he could be the ca- captain of this club in the next couple of years. So, you know, he can have whatever he wants. So, yeah, I think it, this summer's crucial for Nevis' future. <laughs> <laughs> Down the contract, big boy. Down the contract, big boy. Um, Matt Marm on Instagram has asked, so I'm not being rude, Dave. I've got the questions here. Um, no. Should we re-sign Sace? As in, shall we give him a new contract? We've been being at contract at the end of the season. Or let Toti take his spot, assuming we keep the back three next season. I know what I think. Sign Sace, get him a new deal. And someone another centre off to replace Sace. <laughs> yeah, I, I would keep Sace, but as a yeah. squad player, and I think that's probably why he's not going to want to, might not want to stay. I think that, that it will get to a point where, like this this season, if if again, if we uh, there's a lot of this, if we get into European football, I think there'll be one or two players. I wouldn't be surprised to see us release Sace, Martino, Marcel, Rudy, but just yeah. leave on a really positive note. Mm. I would, it wouldn't surprise me, but then Wolves are saving a lot on wages, but getting quite a bit of money for qualifying for Europe, and we can, you know, really strengthen the club. Um, but as much as you know, I think Sace would be an unbelievable squad option. Martino yeah. has played arguably his best Wolves football this season, so I think they'd both be great players to be in and around the squad, especially if we get into European football. But I don't know, they might just want to close the chapter on a good note. It's hard to kind of pass judgment on it without really knowing <clears> like the numbers too. Because we could say, like, sign them up, sign them up. But Martinia might be asking for improved terms or the exact terms. It's like, yeah, we don't know that. I mean, in an ideal world, you'd, you'd sign Martinia on reduced terms and say he's probably just said, you know, the same as what he's That's got same. now, like a, a one or two years. But where's the security in that? Because I know Severe are looking at it as well, aren't they? So it's all rumors. Apparently, yeah, yeah, Severe. But the, the same with Matinho. There's a lot of people, including myself, that would love him to stay and be a coach and stuff like that at the club. But to be fair, with the you know, he's had a great career. I'm sure, I, I don't know, I don't know what he, he, he's thinking, but I'm sure, you know, when he retires, he's probably want to go and chill back in Portugal for a bit rather than staying with Rampton for his foreseeable really get future. Him. Oh, make him a, make him a coach. Like he probably he probably wants to play football. Like he's uh, he's shown that he can still like cut it with the best. Like, I saw when we had the we had the podcast with David Jones, and I said, "What what are you doing now? You're retired, and he was still playing." Like <laughs> 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 playing for like Wrexham or something. And I was like, yeah, "What are you doing now? You're retired, lad." <laughs> retired after that goal against Stoke, didn't you, Dave? I've not heard you since. <laughs> um, you're probably gonna be annoyed at this one day because it's a question that's kind of like throwing you at the deep end but what striker would each of you get for a 50 million pound budget mm. one striker yeah one striker he said um he would get patrick schick i think you'd need more than 50 million to prize him away nah. from leverkusen though nah you get him less than that i think schick yeah you don't hear about him enough i don't think he scored bad off, off the back of How's the year I've not, I'm not heard about him this year, to be fair. So I mentioned Raudi Thomas to me. Raudi Thomas. Raudi Thomas. Um, he scored against Barca the other day, but again. Um, maybe Darwin from Benfica. If we get into Europe, I think it's ambitious. 
and it might cost a bit more. Alexander Isaac. I, I think that's very ambitious. Patrick Schick has got 19 goals this season for Leverkusen. All right, there we go. But that's yeah. proved me wrong, yeah. You know what I thought as well? Like I was talking to my brother about it earlier. He's like, you know, imagine if we get European football or, or Champions League football, the players that we could sign. I'm like thinking of Mendes clients and I'm thinking all the players that I would have are already at, like ridiculously good yeah. clubs. There's not many players now on his books that mm. you know we can we can bring in. I think we'll end up raiding like Sporting's best players or whatever, like your Palinias and all that. But mm. yeah, do you know who I'd get? Here we go, Armando Broya. I like him, you know. I think he's class. A bit Mitrovic, Mitrovic really Jesk, isn't he? No, he's better than that, mate. He's, no, 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 he's no. Like, I know, but that sort of build and brute, player. But he's powerful. He's 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 direct. He can dribble with the ball at great speed. He's good in really the air. Well. He's quick. Like he's for me, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a very good player in the future. And I think I don't think he's got a future at Chelsea. Um, but I'd, I think I'd really if, like if, him. if you're sniffing around him as well, come the summer, and you're saying, "Look, I got European football," yeah, and like him and ain't gonna play every game. You and Silver can rotate. You know, you're all gonna get minutes. I think you need at least three strikers. We never had that, have we? Never had a three good level strikers. I think that, that that sort of level. I think oh, fifty mil. You know, if, if we sign a fifty mil budget, you're getting well within that. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon like forty million. Twenty-five, thirty million. No, I reckon okay. forty because he had a good season with Southampton. There's, there's, he's not going to be short for suitors. Southampton will want him. They'll want to. They'll want to sign him. But like, if if he's got on the table, I don't know. Southampton, Wolves, Villa. Wolves are in Europe. The other two aren't. He's going to come to Wolves. Isn't he? Like to think. Unless Villa blow him out of the water with work wages. Wages and play time as well. Because Wolves, this is our issue as well. We can't guarantee players like 90 minutes every single week. So. Mm, but I suppose, you know, Jimenez, not wishing to, you know, cut short his career, probably only got two or three years left mm. at, at the moment. Possibly. MLS in the summer, that. mate. Heard it here yeah. first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Question that is, has already been answered. Is HRH a helmet in brackets? Yes. There you go. He's answered his own question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's put a few tweets up, hasn't he? Yeah, come, come back from the dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Add to the way has asked, have you renewed the passport yet, lads? I, I, I actually have my passport expired, though, yeah. So I actually have. But... I need to check mine. Mm. I think I've think I, I think I've, I've got a few years left. I'll be all right. Got a few years left in the tank. Um, there's quite a few questions around about uh, Luke Cundall. Um I think we've answered... I think we've answered most of them, but one... A lot one of people saying he looks like me, Matt. Can you see it? Or is it just a haircut? Yeah, that good looking. Oh, that's that's all I wanted to hear. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit. It's just I the trim, it, I think. I think any lad with like... Who, who's Short got, back looks and horrendous. Under the, yeah. Looks under the age of 16 and has got dark hair. Looks a bit like you. Um, Cheers. Yeah, but Casey's asked, do you think that Luke Kundal could be Matinho's replacement for next season? Oh, it's just so early to say, isn't it, man? But he it's says so future early. replacement, but... It's I, I, so early to say. Like I said earlier, you don't know his play, we don't know his play style. He's played 80 minutes of first-team Premier League football. And if if his name was Kundalino, I might get a bit more excited about it. But at the moment, I'm, I'm being very level-headed. And that's not me downplaying Kundal at all, because you know, Bruno Lodge is a much better uh, judge of football, football and ability than I am. And he likes him, so... I don't know, but I, I, I don't want to be do the whole media thing where I'm praising a player before he's even yeah. you know you know played too much football. So yeah, I'm gonna 
I'm going to be very cautious about this one. But I'm excited. I want to see him do well. And if he can have a good run in the team, then might have a different discussion in a few weeks. He's the Warrington in the Esther, isn't he? Let's not, let's not beat around the bush. To be fair, before Sunday, I didn't even know he was from Warrington. So Yeah, well, it's my old stomping ground, isn't it? So I always I've kept an eye out for him because I knew he was from that absolute <laughs> hellhole. Um, it's all right, Warrington. Very industrial. Not much to do. Um, wrapping up the podcast now, Dave, but I think we should touch on um, Chance. Because oh, we've no. had quite a few questions about chance, and that I mean, we've been a little bit of a back and forth today about potential chance for Kilman and Neto. Um, there's one here from Joe, which is You to me are everything. The wonders number 23, Max Kilman. He used to play England futsal, but now he's centre half for Walls, Max Kilman, which is to the tune uh, of You to me are everything. Nah, not many... for me. No, not for you. It don't rhyme the second bit. Can't say futsal and then what for Wolves? That don't work, does it? Fucking hell, all right, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> I got one. I got a dead dog one. It comes um, a dead dog. No, no, it goes. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember. I don't know what song it is, but um, it goes like this. Parker said he'd score fifteen. The donk, the donk. <laughs> he plays like he's got flip flops on the donk, the donk. In the middle, our Belgian king, he scores a goal and we shall sing, Den Donker is Wondrous 32. There you go. Get that going in SL1. Imagine the Southpack singing about Tom Parker. Tom Parker, he'd love it. He would, there he would. Um, I saw another one about um, about Kilman. Uh, you to me are... Every- I don't know why everyone's singing you to me. Can that get going? Can you hear that in the crowd? Um, I don't know, but like you know when people like write chants and they're like, write like five or six verses, like, most no, get, like, get the hymn sheet out. Yeah, you to me are everything much better than Maguire and Mings, no, which no, is just no, absolute no. toilet. Why are we singing no. about Maguire? Why are we singing about Mings? Don't get that. No, no, he no. comes to Wonders on a free and wears a number 23. I'm sure well, we paid for it. Because you can't really sing he come to Wolves on a nominal fee, can you really? <laughs> <laughs> come to Wolves on a Bosman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we need a song for Neto though for for his return, really. Um no. I mean, are you, uh, <laughs> are you marked what um United sing for Bruno? Oh sorry, I thought he was gonna say so, another song. Which one? Nah, nothing in particular. No, 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 come yeah. on, which one? <laughs> you know what I'm on about? I, I actually don't for Neto. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Um right, uh, Tom Rouse's dad sent us in uh, the old golden black, he sent us in a a, a a Neto song. I think it was to the Cornetto. Yeah, I, I mean I mean it's an actual song, it's not called the Cornetto song, but I think everyone knows what we're on about when we call yeah, it just one Cornetto. Cornetto. I think um, it could work. If I'm honest, he, I know he, he's probably listening to be fair, Matt. Um yeah. I wasn't hundred percent sure on the lyrics, but I think that, that chant could work. Yeah. I've never heard it like that kind of melody used for a song before, Chant. but I quite like what United sing for Bruno. Um, which is Magnifica. Yeah, so I think adapted it would be Pedro, Pedro, Pedro. He's from Portugal, like Semedo. He runs left, yeah. he runs light, he makes defenders look shy. He's a Portuguese Magnifico. I like that. That's good. It's not bad, is it? That's good. Because that they sing, he's from sporting like Cristiano. Um, But Neto's from. Well, he's, he's from some he's like some coastal town. I did have a look earlier, so you know if if that does if that does get going in South Bank, I do want some royalties. So give me yeah. PRS money. We'll have to get into work. Europe because I said earlier to you, I said that this is where away games and European games are where these chants get started. So you know we'll what? Have to get I, five or six on it. I really we'll liked um, 
and, the, and, 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 and it's 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 an adaptation of the and the Albion back home. It yeah. was one for Semedo. It was follow, follow, follow. Well, we got Nelson Semedo. He saw us in Barca drinking the lager. Decided yeah. to follow us home, and I thought that was brilliant. And it's I better than what? the Albion ones back home. Like it's, I don't know. I saw a good one with uh, all five defenders as well. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to get that. I'll have to. Yidar always puts a little bit of Kilmer at the back. <laughs> what was the Pedence one that never got going? By the way, um, the Pedence one was um, Oh Bruno, do you know what it's worth? Daniel Pedence yeah, is the that best never got on going, Earth. You know? The little magician is all we need. He's taking Wolves to the Europa League. I've got. Uh... Honestly, mate, we could be doing B sides here. This is like. No, oh, here we go. One. Follow, follow, follow. We've got the best defence in the world. Ryan Aitnori, Says Connor Cody, Kilman and Nelson Mado. Nelson Mado. Nelson, yeah, that's his name. Nelson. I'll call him Nelson. I'm, I'm me. Any, like, Max Kilman like, and Samado, maybe. Just that's on a little bit of a tangent. Any weirdo, like, you'll call one player by his surname and you'll play by his first name. Like, I'll call Silver Fabio. Yeah, true. And I'll call Samado Nelson, but I'll call... You won't call Aitnori Ryan, will you? Yeah, yeah, I get that. No, nah, no. And then I'll call Ruben Nevsh. Brunlage. <laughs> Brunlage. Yeah. I think it's time to end the podcast, mate. It's yeah. going to turn into a bloody episode of Duolingo. Um, <laughs> big, big thanks to everyone for listening today. Um, Dave, where can people find you should they wish? Uh, uh, Dave has a party. D A V E. What was that podcast we did? Was it in Barca? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah, at uh-huh. Dave Zavardi, D-A-V-E-A-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. Thank you. M. Cooper writes on Twitter, Matt Cooper writes on YouTube. And, of course, Betmate game this Sunday. Wolves versus Leicester, £3 in. Minimum price, about 150 quid. Be gamble aware, of course. Dave, send, sign off the show in true YouTuber royalty fashion, please. Yes, sir. Yeah, so bet, mate, if you're listening on uh, YouTube. Bet, mate, uh, if you're listening to so <laughs> My word. Uh, YouTube, uh, Apple, Spotify, the, the link will be in the top of the description. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening elsewhere, be sure to leave us a five-star review. But until next time, fingers crossed Wolves have got three or six points if we've got two games in between podcasts. Yep. And we'll see you all very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs>